It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's uh, an Articles of News episode and uh, looking forward to finding out about uh, why she's in a hotel room. Blink two times if you're safe, Annette Luthi Lyon. Okay, she blinked two times. Uh, you, you're there on your own free will, I'm presuming. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you here doing news. What What is going on that you are there? I actually, I took the, my first plane trip since the beginning of COVID. Yay. Wow. I'm actually, I am in Mesa, Arizona for a okay. writing conference Okay. that I'm speaking at and teaching at and all that fun stuff. It's been great. Yeah. So, so, uh, help me with the vision of this because I feel like a writing conference is a room full of people that are maybe <laughs> a little socially awkward. Not everyone. There's a few, but that they just, they would much rather that someone give them a prompt and that everyone stay quiet and they could write something. Well, that's more of what a writing retreat would be. Okay. We, we do those too. Um, <laughs> the, the, I was like, writers are less socially awkward than socially introverted. Okay. Um, but we are weird in our own way. And so uh, conferences are kind of like our Disneyland where you can sit there and meet someone and talk about the creepy research you did and they don't want to call the FBI. BI to search your browser because they know it's a cool thing that you're just for a book or it's uh -huh. um you know they're talking about these characters are speaking to them and you know that they don't have multiple personality or schizophrenia you know like okay, okay. it's so it's yeah, it's fun and and being able to teach people is um stuff you've learned over the years and interact and stuff it's great and so now, it's are actually there, are there are there like because in any industry you have um the rock stars of the industry uh, mm -hmm. You know, the people that any normal, I should say, I shouldn't say normal, but like any person not within that particular industry is like, I don't know who that is. And I don't really care that much. But do you have particular rock stars within the industry that are there at the conference that you're like, oh, that's Penny Jordan over there. I can't believe that Penny came to this thing. I've got to make sure that I, is there that kind of stuff? Uh, not at this one. I've been okay. at many that there are, but okay. this particular okay. one, um, th there's bigger names within um, the writing community and especially the LDS writing community, because this is actually a conference um, that was started, oh gosh, 20 plus years ago in Arizona by a Latter-day Saint woman, four oh. Latter-day Saint women. Um, so it's the American Night Writers Association. Um, initially, it's night, meaning nighttime, because moms often, the only time they can write is when everybody else is asleep. Mm. Um, and so it's ANWA, the ANWA, that's how people often refer to it uh, about five years ago ish it opened up to male membership so yeah, now uh, it's for everybody. about time about um, time yeah right yes um but yeah so it's, it's a it's a great organization it's one of the smaller conferences but i like that too because big is big can be lots of fun that's when you get the big superstars and whatnot mm -hmm. um smaller can be less intimidating and um but more intimate and it's but yeah i have a lot of friends here it's been fun to reconnect people i haven't seen since before covid so Okay. You know, when when you were saying it was the night writers uh comfort uh yeah, conference, I I straight up was thinking like people are writing books in their cars that talk to them. That's what I was thinking. Oh, oh, yo, going to that night writer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a TV show for those who don't yeah. know. But so, um okay, dumb. here's one of my really lame claim to fame. I like yes. to bring this one up regularly, um, just because you know, name dropping when you can. Um, when I was in second grade, there was this kid who gets up during show and tell and he's like Here's some cool posters from Knight Rider. My dad made this show. And I'm like, cute, David. Mm -hmm. Cute. Mm -hmm. Then I go home and I watch Knight Rider and it says Glenn Larson. This kid was David Larson, his son. It really, really was the son. Wow. 
of the creator of Knight Rider and all of these, the original Battlestar Galactica and all of, I mean, all of this stuff. I was like, oh, your dad really, okay, what are you doing in Provo? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I went to, I went to school with, with David Larson. Good guy. Well, fun, fun. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm up bright and early. Uh, it's earlier here because Arizona doesn't like to play with daylight saving time or is it earlier there? It's earlier here. It's earlier here, which is what you should be thanking me because I don't do mornings. I hate mornings. I don't, I'm not a morning person. I am thankful, but I also know that you have a conference today. So I know that you are, you will be up primping and prepping so that you might put your best writer face forward as you get to see people for the first time since COVID. Uh, yeah. but up early this morning and it's hilarious, you know, uh, I, so I've been doing a lot of the, uh, the wedding DJing and, uh, it's sort of a constant thing that I'm going to take everyone down on an adventure real quick. Uh, it's a constant thing because you're always at the event, right? You're doing the thing and someone's getting married and all that, but you're also always being contacted about future events and you have to work them almost simultaneously in that if you don't continue to book stuff, when you get to the time when you should have booked stuff, you won't be busy. So you constantly have to be at it. Well, uh, I, I got a message, uh, because I do some advertising online from someone who uh, wants a wedding coming up in May of 2023, which is about the average time, right? Six to nine months is about how long before people will reach out. And uh, what I do is I send an email typically first. that's like, Hey, I got this in, especially if it's after hours. Otherwise I'll just call them and I'll be like, Hey, got your thing. I know tomorrow's Saturday. I'd love to talk. Uh, You're welcome to call or text me. And I woke up to multiple text messages from this individual that was just like, I just need to know, is this date available? You did a sibling's wedding and I just want to make sure. And then I looked at the time that the text messages came in and it was like two in the morning. And I just was like, good for them. Good. Go ahead and reach out. Right. The DJ never sleeps. And uh, so I've been having a hilarious conversation with someone who I was like, is everything okay? And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. That no, that's just insomnia. Don't worry about that. So that's, May 2023. That's, that's yeah. Do you now when you do the insomnia thing, do you have to do the because I sometimes get it, I have to do the tense every muscle in my body and like hold it and, and then release relax. it to try and to try and go to sleep? And the breathing exercise. The irony is part of my issue is being unable to get to bed. It's a, it's like this, it's the, the night owl thing. Mm-hmm. So it's I look at the clock and like I really should go to bed. And then next thing I know, it's like, no, you better not. No, watch one more episode of this. You are not going to bed. And then suddenly it's 2 a.m. Hmm. And so, and then I collapse. Usually, the other night I went to bed earlier. Yes. But then I knew I had my flight here, and it was like you're not sleeping because you have to do all of these things. Don't forget to pack. Did you do this? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Make sure you say this in your presentation about that. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> that that's that's what usually happens for me. So it's uh, fun, isn't it? Yeah, that that sounds like a blast. Let me ask you one more yeah. thing before we uh, take a break and come back and do actual articles of news. What have you been watching recently that has kept you going? One more episode. One more episode. Um, well, okay, there was, oh, okay, the one most recent one. It, so I, I, I do a lot, I'm doing a lot of real crime and or sus, like suspense kind of stuff, especially mm-hmm. now that I'm publishing suspense. I want to mm-hmm. make sure I'm up on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I came across a mini series um, that was based on a book. And so I watched that with my husband. That was six episodes. But then I found another one that was. Wait, similar. what's it called? What's it called? So that, that one was behind her eyes. I like okay. the book better than the, okay. than the mini series. Yeah. Well, of course you do. Um, but. So I, then I, I, start, I found this other one by myself. My husband's in bed and I'm like, well, you know, I, my phone just fell. 
Um, I'm thinking I can, you know, oh, I can watch like an episode or two at, uh-huh. at night and I'll be fine. Not too late. Um, and then I was like, after two, I'm like, well, I have to watch the third. I mean, I yeah, have to sure. get through this next one. Sure. Anyway, I end up going to bed and the next night I'm like, well, I can finish it up six episodes, right? I can do three more. Yeah. I get to six episode and it's not even close to finishing the story. I'm like, what the heck? And I go <laughs> look on IMDb. This one has eight. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, no, I have to finish it. And that was eight, like 4 a.m. by the time I went to bed. Good that for night. you. That one was Pieces <laughs> of Her. Okay. Okay. And that one is that. Yeah, I like that one. I haven't read that book yet. That's also based on a book. Um, but I liked that one better than the uh, Behind Her Eyes. I love the book, not so hmm. much the show. But hmm. anyway. uh, pieces I, are hard to Yeah, I li- I like the recommendations. The one thing I'll say, kind of around that, uh, if you you know where the crawdads sing, everyone mm-hmm. loves the book. I haven't read the book. Uh, I haven't seen the movie either. But I can tell you from personal experience that trying to listen to the audible of where the crawdads sing is an impossible experience because the woman narrating it is so terrible. I just couldn't do it. It's so no. bad. We got oh, about a chapter in and my wife and I looked at each other because we like to do books nope. on road trips and we we're like, I can't do this anymore. Can you? And it's sad because everyone is like, this book is so great. Oh my gosh. And the movie, blah, 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 blah. Nope. Couldn't do it. Save no, yourself the time. Save yourself the time. Let's take a break and come back and do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. BestDJinUtah.com is the website that you need to go to if you would like to party with me. Now, just because it says Utah as part of the URL does not mean that it has to be in the state of Utah. I've traveled to such illustrious places as Wyoming, Nevada, Texas, Washington, and others, Idaho as well. If uh, if you're having an event and you think, you know what, I would love the energy, the charisma that is Richie uh, to be able to bless the event. I don't know why I said bless. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Maybe you, you yourself are getting married or has been the case multiple times this year. You are the apparent not a parent, just the parent, uh, or one of the parents, because there's multiple parents. I'm getting distracted. You are one of the parents of the bride or groom, and you think, Richie would be great to be at this event. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Be sure that you mentioned uh, that you hear it on the cultural hall. I may, in fact, even get you a little bit of a discount. Who knows? We'll see how I feel that day. It's bestdjinutah.com. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops with breaking news. Windows 11 is now here. It's fast and it's beautiful. So let's make sure your computer's ready to run it. Bring your PC into any PC Laptops right now at PCLaptops.com. PCLaptops.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, this is the time that we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. Now, for people who don't know, there's a little peek behind uh, the uh, curtain, if you will. There's a little inside baseball, he says, as he hitches up his pants with his thumbs. Uh, we don't talk very much about the stories that we're going to kind of volley back and forth to one another. Um, 
oftentimes just sharing the headline and saying, oh, this, nope, I don't have that, go ahead. So uh, Annette has no idea the stories that I'm going to share with her, and I have but only a minimal idea of what she's going to share with me. And I would like to start here. Uh, the new youth theme for 2023 has been announced. What is it? It's from Philippians 4.13. It is, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And I like it. I like that I, one. I don't have much, uh, you know, editorial comment on it. I know that every year we need to have a theme and I like the idea that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That's the youth theme for 2023. I want to say that the scripture back when we had seminary scripture mastery, I think that was one of them. Yeah. Do they not That's do that anymore? You phrase that like we don't mm -hmm. do. They uh, don't No, They don't do that anymore. How come? Uh, they're, they're more focused on, it's kind of like going to the, come follow me and preach my gospel over you know, memorizing discussions. They're trying to mm. make sure the kids graduate from seminary with more of a understanding of the gospel right. and doctrine rather, rather than, than a memorizing a memory. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. That's it. I have no more on that story. Just that. Excellent. Just that. Um, let's see. So this is like a quickie one as well. So just, this is, well, I don't know. Do you want to go here or not yet? I don't know. Let's do it. In the wake of the in the wake of the AP article that came out, we've just discussed quite a bit. I actually was happy to see this. Utah lawmakers are seeking to pass a bipartisan bill to protect children by eliminating the clergy exception. Mm -hmm. Hooray! So at least, I mean, some good hopefully can come out of the article. We can help. And then hopefully in other states as well. So yay. Well, and obviously the AP article that has been all the news for a little while, there's still some more news, uh, even just this last week. Michael Resendez is the... Uh, journalist who's putting this together um releasing these things little by little and i and i thought it was interesting um they went a little bit deeper into um when the bishop called uh about uh i want to say paul is his first name paul adams is that right uh I the, the names but called the helpline yeah call uh so this is the guy for people who may not know this story at all. Uh, there's a gentleman down in Arizona. He went to his bishop. He said, hey, this is what I'm I'm doing to my family. It's horrible, terrible things. Uh, Paul Adams had sexually abused his two daughters, went to his bishop. The bishop called um, the church helpline. And, um, well, uh, as it turns out, when he, when the bishop, that is, called the helpline, um, the records, two pages from a log of calls fielded by a law firm representing the church and the deposition of a church official, show that Utah Republican State Representative Merrill F. Nelson, who is a lawyer and also works at Kurt McConkie, but happens to be a, a Republican um, state representative, took the initial call from the bishop reporting that church member Paul Adams had abused his, his two daughters. Nelson also had multiple conversations over a two-year span with two bishops who knew of the abuse, the records show. And mm. so um, here's the thing about this. Uh, I We we posted this, um, again, this sort of update to this because it, it shows who was the one who actually received the call there. And uh, people are like, listen, there's bad actors in every church and, and they're right. And, um, you know, oh, this could happen anywhere and it's a small amount. And yes, that's right. And the church is perfect and the people aren't. And yes, that's right as well. I agree with all of those statements, but, but. also, 
but also uh because of sort of the legal uh the legal um spin of this they told the bishop to not report it would make him legally vulnerable if he reported and so encouraged him not to report at which i have a problem I, yes, and i'm i'm same. holding i'm holding back um the vitriol which i have for that because it, it's sort of like this uh, and I do this to my wife and she hates me for it. This is literally, this is not any sort of like drama about it. It's literally a thing that she hates me for when, when she says, do I need to do this, whatever this thing may be? And I go, well, technically, no, no, you don't need to, or technically, yes, you do. Right. And she's like, yeah, no, I don't need the technical. Is it permissible? Should I, can I, do I have the ability to do what do you think that I should do? Or, you know, what would probably be the best thing that I could do, right? She loathes that I'm like, well, I mean, what you asked me is, <laughs> you know, will you or, or can you go outside? And I'm like, yes, I can. I don't have any interest to. Oh, I'm not, I don't want to go yeah, that, and do this. That would but drive yes. me a little crazy, too. Yeah. 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 So she hates it. And that's what I feel like this phone call was, which was not considering the victims. You know, I probably was a little brash, uh, a little inciting. Um, I did a hashtag not thinking of the victims at all, which people took a little bit of, you know, concern with. But I should it should have been thinking of the victims very, 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 very little. In the response that they did. So I think this will continue to come out Um, for people who don't know. And I don't know that we've reported Resendez is the one who also did a lot of uh, journalism around the Catholic Church uh, and and sort of utzing them towards the changes that they've made in recent years because he brought a lot of that stuff to light. And if we can just get past the, you know, we're always being attacked. We're always being a victims. Why can't people do this to other people? What if they did this to another church? They'd never stand. If we can get past all of that and we can just be like, there is clearly maybe not a huge problem, certainly a huge problem for these, for these women and, and for this man, man and this phone call and all that. So I don't want to downplay that. Maybe it doesn't happen every day in every ward and all the things, but it happens and we need to do differently so that it happens less. I'm going to go and ahead less, and, and, and stop. Yes, agreed. St- step off my soapbox. Excuse me. I don't want to trip as I, hold on. I'm going to get down off this. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, I completely off. agree. It's, I was really hoping that there was um, a better explanation yeah. Trying to give some people the benefit of the doubt and just hoping that it was a miscommunication or something like that. But we we need to do better. We do. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I read it yeah. and I was like, I, I was the very same. Right. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. There you go. Here. This is where we're going to find out that it's not what I think. it. Oh, no. Nope. Oh, crap. It was 100 yeah. percent what I thought it was. And it, yeah. I, it's it just feels icky when anyone tries to defend it. I, it just it just feels like well we don't know yeah we don't know but we know that this is horrible so be enraged that this is horrible and mm-hmm. work for the change that is well, better and, and we don't know x y and z but we know a b and c i mean it's yeah. like you can't it's there's certain things we do know and there's no way to excuse that yeah so you know and, and i'll go it's, this it's far ugly and awful. if you're trying to excuse it you're a horrible person there <laughs> yeah. what else what else do you have um, I was just say on a lighter note, this is, isn't, it's a different kind of heavy. Um, so there's journalist Nicole Cliff, completely wild story here. Um, she had this 
almost a year long medical mystery. She was so sick, had the recurring infections, had antibiotics. It would only help for a tiny bit. She was literally like close to death. She was pretty sure she knew what the problem was. Doctors would not love to listen to her and they laughed her out of the room. Mm. Um, turns out she was right. Somehow, and we don't know how, her menstrual cup got into her uterus. Oh my gosh. Which they're like, that's not possible. She's like, listen, I've given birth. I understand the anatomy. I don't know how this happened, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That is what it is. Anyway, wow. you can read the whole thing on her Instagram. But when she was on death's door, she's like, I, medicine's not helping me and I need help. And she remembered a, a good friend and neighbor, this, old, this elderly gentleman who is a Latter-day Saint. She called him up and he's always wanted, was kind of teasing, like, hey, you want to come to the church? I want to get baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, no, no, no. Um, but she calls him and said, hey, would you come give me a priesthood blessing? And mm-hmm. he was like there in like two seconds flat. Like, um, yes. Yeah. So he comes over and he gives her a blessing and she swears she's like, I'm not a member of this church. I don't believe in what they believe in, but that blessing helped wow. having his hands on my head. The words he said, there's something about it, guys. I didn't die. And I think this largely thanks to him. So wow. anyways, fascinating story on Instagram. She has this whole thing about it, um, but she's alive and well now. So good. Yeah. And they're t- you know talking very firmly to the hospital. She's like, I, w- I won't sue them, but I need to speak firmly as to what happened and why you need to pay attention to women. Anyway. Cool story. Uh, and I'm just going to bring another terrible story to the table. I'm not sure if you saw this, but uh, former mayor, former Utah City mayor and bishop with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, was arrested on accusations that he sexually abused at least three children uh. decades ago. Carl Matthew Johnson, age 77, was arrested this last Wednesday and booked into the Davis County Jail in northern Utah on suspicion of seven counts of sex abuse of a child, according to a probable cause statement. Investigators say that Johnson acknowledged abusing three victims in 1985, 1993, and 1996, and estimated there was a total of six victims as young as two years old, according to the document. He told investigators that he had struggled, quote, controlling his sexual urges, end quote, most of his life. Some of the alleged abuse occurred in the same years that he was the mayor of West Bountiful from 1990 to 1997. The investigation is still ongoing, but so far Johnson is only booked on charges stemming from three victims. He had not yet been charged as of this last Thursday afternoon, and it was unknown if he had an attorney. Uh, Johnson, in a position of trust over each victim, um, but investigators don't explain what was in the probable cause document uh, Stephanie Dinsmore, hmm. spokesperson, spokesperson for Davis County Sheriff's Office, also de- declined oh, to gosh, explain. That's awful. Yeah, and oh. here and here's the deal uh, for everyone that um, are like he wasn't a bishop at the time. You're correct. He was a bishop from 1974 to 1979, and then after that time was when the abuse occurred. So they are saying, here's a person who was a bishop who also was charged of these things. So I'll for whatever that does for you so that it's not conflated into the two there you have it it's still uh, a gross terrible situation and and hopefully we have done things at least some things uh different since 1985 1993 and 1996 so that these things couldn't occur but we'll continue to get more information about that story do you have anything cheery <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> If you think that like true crime is cheery, ah uh, no 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 let's let's no. go uh, let's go voicemail oh, 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 let's know. go voicemail voicemail oh, how about how about we go to the Donny Osmond thing yes that's cheery okay 
All right. So I, I follow this podcast called Curiosity Daily. And because I'm a spaz, I have to go. No, that's not a good word. It's because I'm, I'm a nerd. I, I, I like to go and watch and listen to the beginning of everything. So I, mm-hmm. I'm, this is from um, almost a year ago. So I'm catching up. Um, but they had an episode. They talked about this condition where some people are born with their organs reversed. So like their heart's on the right side and their stomach's on the right side and the livers are on the left. So does so that mean everything. does that mean your bum is in the front? No, it's or I guess a bum's not an organ. Just on the front to back, left to right, not front to back. Well, and your <laughs> bum's not an organ. Dumb question. <laughs> no. As soon as I ask, but there is a question I'd like to ask that I'm not going to. Um. So if you ha- so apparently if you go so Donny Osmond has this condition apparently, which I had no idea till I heard this, but apparently he had appendicitis and it almost wasn't diagnosed because mm. it was on his left side. Mm. And everyone's like, well, your right side's where it's going to hurt, you know, mm. and they were looking in the wrong place and they didn't. Anyway, kind of wild. I had no idea that he apparently, obviously you can live a normal, happy life. You just sure. have to be aware like doctors, by the way, other side. Well, it's all in there, but explain something to me. So at the beginning of Donny Osmond's Vegas show, they do the Pledge of Allegiance and he took his left hand and put it over the right side. And I was like, I don't know if Donny knows that he's Did doing he really? this. Right. No, he didn't. Come oh, on. <laughs> I was going to say that that's what he's been doing then. Okay. you're. Uh, thank you, you for thank you for walking with that. Uh, <laughs> with me. I, yeah, I, I believe you a little too often. That's a little ridiculous. Uh, there's okay. a, that there's was a, light. <laughs> there's a group called Taylor View Farms. It's owned by Idaho Falls Crops, and they're looking for volunteers, hundreds of them, to help feel, fill, let's try that again, to help feed the needy. Uh, the farm only has three full-time employees, and they have to harvest a plethora of potatoes. The farm <laughs> says that plethora. it's from um, Three Amigos. Would you say we have a plethora of potatoes? It's not actually potatoes. I can't remember what it is in the movie, but they say plethora. Uh, anyway, so they're asking, they're looking for volunteers up in Idaho. Um, it's going to begin on September 29th, and they're giving away most of the crops of these potato farms to be able to help the hungry and and be able to uh, you know bring people together to do some service together. Taylor View Farms. So if you're up in the Idaho Falls area, go pick some potatoes and. And, and give them to folks. Cool stuff. So there's a car alarm in the hotel parking lot. So is that what oh, I'm hearing? Not. Is that yeah. what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's not the thing. Anyway, it's not your um, car, is it? Did you rent a car? Do you need to I go? I did not. Okay. It's not mine. Oh, um, for, whew, yeah. So um, those of you who know Jeanette McCurdy, okay. the actress, I, I didn't know her by name at first, but I knew her as Sam on iCarly. That's what she's most famous for because my girls loved that show growing up um, from Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. Apparently, she's LDS. So she grew up LDS. I had no idea. Uh, she has a new memoir out that's just it's hitting all the bestseller lists with a bit of a controversial title. Um, but when you look dive into it, th- there's good reason for the title. It's called I'm Glad My Mom Died. Oof. Um, which is sad, but um, so I was kind of bracing myself. I, I watched this whole, it was, like an, it was like an hour long YouTube video that was kind of like reviewing the whole book that really did the, did a, a deep dive. And I was bracing myself for like, oh, she's left this silly, ridiculous religion. As you, you mm-hmm. hear that kind of stuff all the time. Of that course. was actually not it at all. Her, her parents were not active. Uh-huh. Um, and so for her as a little girl, going to primary was this happy place. It was an escape. Um, her mom went back to church when she got cancer because she thought maybe if I'm active, then the Lord will bless me. And then she was like, wait, God's like, 
he pays you for being good kind of thing. And she's the mom's like, Oh no, that's not what we're supposed to do. But, uh, so, um, she had actually had nothing from what I understand, nothing bad to say about the church. She's not, I don't think she's really part of it now, but, um, I've actually played a positive role in her little sad life when growing I, up. So. You know, I am not, uh, often as far as celebrity stuff goes surprised, um, uh, with a story like that, but, but I am surprised today. I did not know that, yeah. uh, Sam from iCarly, IE, or uh, also known as AKA, that's the initials I was looking for. Jeanette McCurdy was LDS. Yeah. Fascinating. No Look at cool me. Stuff. My mouth agape from what you told me. <laughs> uh, this is kind of cool. This is uh, some of the church's widest reaching welfare and self-reliance programs that maybe you've never heard of. Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. Do you know about church family services? Yes. Okay. That includes the counseling service, consultation services, COVID-19 support, single expectant parent services, support groups, adult adoption, consultation and referrals. How about church employment services? Did you know about that? I did. Yes. The online job boards, job church skill workshops, self-help resources, employment centers, personalized employment coaching, webinars, and resources for starting a side business. I didn't know about the side businesses. Uh, yeah, actually, I once had a bishop who was telling our word about it because he, he had learned about how they help you with your resume and they helped you with interviewing skills and how, cause he said he, he, he was what they call underemployed where it's mm -hmm. like, you could be, get a much better job for what you can do. And so he availed himself of some of that stuff and got a better job. So he's like, I didn't know about this stuff congregation. I want to make sure you do. So cool stuff. How about the church's humanitarian center? Do you know about that? Oh, yes. Located oh, yes. in Salt Lake city. It prepares and ships humanitarian supplies like clothing, hygiene, and school kids, uh, emergency and medical. Sister Eubank is in charge of it. She's the boss. Her. Okay, how about this? Did you know about Deseret Industries, the nonprofit business enterprise owned and operated by the church, now with a new location in Saratoga Springs, Utah, to which Ooh. the saints go, yay, we don't have to drive to the other side of Utah Lake to drop stuff off. And so then here's finally, my little secret that I'm going to ruin now okay. because I'm telling everybody, but okay. like the, des the Desert Industries in American Fork is one of the best because you get a lot of people from like Alpine, these really uh -huh. rich people. That's where they donate to. Uh -huh. So there's a lot of, I've had, I've had, I've bought some stuff that people are like, oh my gosh, how much did that cost you? I'm like six bucks. It'd be a, like, <laughs> <laughs> like really nice clothes and shoes and stuff because it's, it's people like, oh, well, I just bought this. Oh, tag still on it. I don't want it. And they don't, yeah, it's good stuff. That's anyway. awesome. You know, yeah. I had a cool idea the other day, and I know there's some people that work with Deseret Industries that listen here to the Cultural Hall. Uh, so I'm looking at you, Angie, and other folks. I thought it would be so cool to do probably like a virtual fashion show, but each Deseret Industries gets to put forth their best male like outfit and best female outfit or style or you know whatever the thing would be, right? Like you get one thing, head to toe, that's the thing. And they compete against all of the other Deseret Industries. I thought that would be super that could cool. Be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, that would be get, fun. Get maybe like a, uh, an influencer stylist that does each one and they compete against each other. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's a reality show and they get uh, <laughs> a model that we learn about that's going through a hard time. And then we help them rebuild their life and they get the thing and they compete against the other Deseret Industries. I don't have a name for it yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Nope, it's not coming yet. Not that quick, but I thought that that would be kind of cool. That would be great. Here's I the last it. thing that I did not know about and that I'm going to look into. Um, 
The church also has increased its emphasis on emotional self-reliance with the Emotional uh, Resilience Self-Reliance Course and Manual. Do you know about that? I don't think so. Yeah, there will be a link for it in the show notes because I did not know uh, what that was all about. But sure enough, it is something that exists and something that people can go through. What else do you have? Uh, so if you go listen back some time ago, we have the um, the Jody Arias episodes. She was yeah. the uh, she was um, baptized in Arizona, and uh, later um, had was dating one of the missionaries who baptized her, um, and ended up killing him. And she's now in prison for that. So that's preface to that. There's a new show on TV. Like I said, it's not it's in season two now. It's called Murder House Flip, where people go in. So here's the the description. An unconventional home renovation show that takes on the country's most infamous homes, the ones known for the mysterious murders and incredible intrigue committed within their walls. Hmm. Season two, episode one is about the house or the home where Jody Arias committed her murder. Oh. So you can go and watch that. Oh my God, that, that, that's a different kind of reality show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it- so interestingly enough, though, there was also, um, uh, was it? I have the link and I'm not finding it right this very second, but um, there was another either 2020 or a dateline where they updated about an, another um, a murder case of the, where the guy, his whole family at the LDS um, and then he slashed his wife and he's in prison for it now. And he never said he didn't do it. He had no memory of it. And they think that maybe he literally did this while sleepwalking. They, there's no real other explanation for it. Um, and so there's, it's, I, I don't, um, on the one hand, if that's the case, then he probably needs to be locked up for everybody else's safety. But, um, anyway, apparently he was prosecuted by the same attorney who prosecuted Jody Arias, huh. which I thought was interesting. And hmm. he has since been disbarred Oh, for, for sexual misconduct or something like that. Oh, so, geez. so yeah, in the last, you know, few weeks, there's been, I saw the, both of those and I was like, hold up. Those are interesting connections to the Latter-day Saint world. I did yeah. Not yeah. Uh, do you know who Evan Andrews is? Not ringing the bell. Okay. No. Well, at the age of 10, he was introduced to NBC's American Ninja Warrior. Oh. Seven years later, he finished in the top 15 of the finals. He's from uh, Butt, Montana. Most people call it Butte, but I like to call it Butt. Oh, butt. <laughs> He competed. He's in the top 15 of NBC's American Ninja Warrior. And guess what? He's going on, he's going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Excellent. He's going to use some of his winnings to be able to pay for that mission. Uh, he says his main takeaway is that there are just a lot of incredible experiences. A lot of them were gospel-related. He says it was the closest I've ever felt to the gospel because I've had the most touching experiences with people outside of the church that I've ever had in my life. Um, he created a little training course in his backyard. His parents at first were like, yeah, right. It says they appeared doubtful, and I can just see them being to young Evan. Yeah, right, Evan. Study a little harder. You're never going to be. But he stuck with it for a few years. The more he devoted himself, the more his parents supported him. And for the last four years, he's trained in his customized warrior-style garage that was featured on a local television network. Anyway, going on a mission. That's uh, awesome. Pretty, pretty soon and taking the money that he got from American Ninja Warrior to do it. Uh, what else you got? All right. So this this is um, those who know uh, Gabrielle Blair, known as Design Mom. So, so I think I think she goes more by Gabby. I think she's Gabby oh, she? Blair. Yeah, I think so. Um, so former guest. 
No, I wish. Oh, I wish. She was on Mormon. She was on Mormon Land, the Salt Lake Tribune uh, Mm -hmm. podcast about, I don't know, a month or six weeks ago. It was real good. Yeah, I bet. So I found out I went to high school with her and I was like, I I did. What was her maiden name? (laughs) Yeah. And I figured this out just because of a friend who I went to high school with and she she was referring to going to high school with her. So I'm like, therefore, I must have to. And I'm not off to the plot of your book or something i don't know huh. anyway um she had one of her most famous threads on twitter she's very popular and famous and amazing on so many levels but um again for little ears maybe not to listen to this one but it, it's kind of a satire thread that has it works because there's some truth to it of the mm-hmm. if we're really pro-life and want children to be born um responsibly then it's why are we looking at controlling abortion when all unwanted pregnancies are caused by what she calls um, irresponsible ejaculations. So let's look at the other side and, you know, that kind of, anyway, it's a fascinating thread, um, but that's now being turned into a book that's, that will be out there. And so I'm sure she'll be expanding on it and, and the commentary and all that, but um, uh, that might've been why she was on Mormonland. I'm not sure. Cause the, it was the, the Salt Lake Tribune announced yeah. this book. Yeah, it was about, right. It was, it was right ago. after uh, Roe v. Wade. Uh, yeah. They had they had her in to kind of talk about that and to talk about her tweet thread, which has been forwarded like tens of thousands of times oh. to people. And and, and she why. wrote it way years before the yeah. role of returning. She wrote it yeah. a long time ago. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fascinating uh, stuff. Yeah. And I think she lives in France, if I remember yeah. correctly. And she's been like like remodeling this little townhouse or I think it's actual standing house i'm not sure but yeah if, she's been if it's in france years. it's a chateau even if it's not <laughs> yeah gorgeous uh, stuff uh more about church welfare and self-reliance just because i find it fascinating are you ready for some facts and figures i like these because these are things that i can bring up in uh like a, a meeting and go hey did you know did you know that this like for example did you know that for the welfare and self-reliance services that there are 11,329 welfare and self-reliance missionaries and long-term volunteers That's a lot did yeah. not know that Yeah did you know that there are 14,984 self-reliance groups Did you know that it's available in 144 countries because of the church Did you know that we placed 2,658 uh people into jobs in the US and Canada last year did you know that there are over 400 employment missionaries did you know that there are 2800 addiction recovery programs that meet per week in 30 countries in 70 languages okay that's cool yeah didn't know that did you know that uh every year 58 million 981,915 pounds of goods are recycled because of our desert industries Did you know that 39,835 furniture items are manufactured every year by Deseret Industries? Did you know, oh, I'm going to ask you on this one. How many states and how many stores does DI have? I'm going to guess somewhere around 50 stores, but probably only about 12 states. Oh, you're good. You're, it is now 46 with the ad, addition of Saratoga Springs, but 46 thrift stores in eight states. Not too shabby. Uh, I like that good list. Uh, there are, let's see, there's maybe one. Nope, that's it. That's basically it. There's a bunch more. You can find those statistics. And, and any link to any story that we talk about here uh, in Articles of News in the show notes for this episode what else do you have we're kind of getting towards the end here 
Yeah. Um, so what, this is another one of those controversial things when it came out, how much of extra money the church had lying around and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, so Calvin Burke, as we, you know, if you're familiar with him at all, um, I'm sure you are, but hopefully readers listeners are too. Um, he's a you know young young man who's pretty big in the our circles on, on in social media. He mentioned something on Twitter about um, why is it that one of the first questions I ever get from someone who's left the church is, "Do I still pay tithing?" It's like the, the, this weird question. He's like, "Why is that any anyone's business?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is so weird. Um, but in response to that, that question, there was this. Um, I'm forgetting her name is Heather. She made had this whole thread that was about. And my, the impression I get from her her account is that she might not be currently practicing member of the church, um, mm-hmm. but she was kind of defending the church in this particular regard. She goes, there, there's a lot the church cannot do with donated funds and this, that, and the other. And that like City Creek was done entirely with like Marriott donations, you know, and, and th- so set, kind of clarifying some of the separation between what's tithing funds. Mm-hmm. and what that can be used for and what tithing funds often are used for she's like my tithing is probably going toward paying um the electrical bill in thailand or right helping this that and the other and you know in italy or you know and just listing all of these different kinds of things and so it, it was kind of a, a good perspective to go oh yeah there's there's the corporate money side and there's the tithing side and so i'm giving my money to the tithing side and legally really it can only be used for a, a certain number of things and so not that we don't necessarily have a problem with the, all the other money they have, but donating or tithing in my, you know, it, it kind of was like, oh yeah, that's actually is probably a relatively um, safe as a weird way to look it up, but um, you can feel good about it regardless because it's probably going to help someone. Yeah. It's one of those things that I think that people go, yeah, but are they, I know they've told us the way that they're using the money, but are they being are honest they? about it? Right. Yeah. Like they tell me that no tithing money was used to build, you know, the, the, uh, the mega mall downtown Salt Lake, but is that, is that honest? And I think that, I think that's what drives more of that than anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. There, there are different things that people can point to and go, ah, this feels like this. See, see my suspicions were right. And I think that's why that will always, mm-hmm. you know, keep coming back is because people will, and rightfully so, because a lot of times people will be sketchy or shady or something like that. But people will always go, I know that they said A. Are they are they actually mm-hmm. doing A? Or is there like an A minus? Or like, uh, are we hanging out over here and B about this thing? Um, kind of to, to, to go along with this, there was an article that was titled Mormon Church Rivals Catholic. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I wanted to know what that was talking about. Um talking about the wealth that the church has um, amassed, which, by the way, is a great word when you're talking about wealth to use amassed. Uh, here's what I thought was interesting. Do you have any idea how many um, monumental cathedrals there are? So similar to temples, but for the Catholic Church, how many cathedrals there are in the world? No idea. 193. We have uh, 167 temples in current operation. And I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, The final line of this article, I appreciated and we'll all appreciate because we can sleep better at night knowing that this writer concludes Mormons want to be mainstream in America like Catholics are the world over. And it seems like they've arrived. So, guys, we've arrived. We don't need to work anymore. We've (laughs) arrived. It's done. We've we arrived. Are, we are it like is. we are like our friends in the Catholic Church. We have arrived. Congratulations, us. 
for like our friends in the Catholic Church. Oh, that was our goal the whole time. Yay! <laughs> what else do you got? Um, actually, I noticed this one. I, I I didn't mention to you before. It's a really short thing, but the BYU Museum of Art has mm-hmm. two new original pieces from the life of Christ. One um, is a Freebird. You'll know he's the one. Of course, he does all the muscly you know men in the pictures and then someone named herbert schmaltz and i was like who is this dude so i looked him up he's a british artist um and he painted this particular piece that the byu museum now has shortly after returning from a trip to the holy land and there's this whole article at um byu about it byu magazine and and his name is herbert herbert schmaltz yeah that is great and especially if you if you envision it with like the english accent my name's herbert schmaltz Thank you. <laughs> I was They're thinking bo- of that there's a line in um, White Christmas yeah. about saying something with a lot of schmaltz. Yeah. Yeah. A real schmaltzy like. Yeah. 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 You're right. A yeah. uh, couple quickies. Uh, for those that thought, no, we don't have Saturday night sessions of General Conference anymore. Didn't we get rid of that? Oh, no. Bye. That's going That's going back to the uh, just the priesthood and then the uh, the women's session, right? Is that what's, ah, what is happening? October general conference is going to include a 90 minute Saturday evening session for all members of the church. So we got a fifth session. That's basically what it is. Happens October 1st and 2nd. So obviously the night of the first is when that 90 minute session will begin. Uh, already you start to see. Slightly shorter. Yeah, I'll take it. So, you know, they've announced it 90 minutes. So, all right, we'll take it. Yeah. Well, and you know that because they announced it at 90, uh, the spirit leaves at 90 minutes because everyone gets antsy the second it hits 90 minutes. It's like two-hour yep. church. You can be in the most spiritually uplifting lesson, and the second that it hits the two-hour end time, people start to look for the exit. They start to shift and go, man, does this not guy, does this guy or this gal not know that it's time? Should we not yep. be done? What's going on? Why? why yeah, you know. Um, Human nature. What can we say? Yeah. Yeah. So 90 minute that. And then I thought this was interesting as well. Uh, I won't share the story, but um, there is an article in the latest friend that is the children's church magazine um, that talks about consent and kids being able to have consent to like be tickled and some of those things. And I thought that that was great. I think being able to introduce that uh, not only to kids, but uh, not only to uh, to. young members of the church, but to be able to, to do it very, um, at their level yeah, kind of way. I, I appreciated it. I think it's great. I think it's a big deal. It's not super heavy handed, but it's a way for, if you have not yet had a conversation about consent with, um, you know, your kids, it might be an easy way to kind of onboard that conversation. I really appreciated that that happened. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I really appreciate even just the approach in general, because, it's, it's given me a different view um, with my little two-year-old granddaughter even because mm-hmm. I, we're kind of aware now of like, if she doesn't want to give me a hug, I'm not going to push it on her. Right. You know, I'm not going to, you know, whereas, you know, when I was a kid, you often heard about, oh, give aunt so-and-so a kiss or oh, uncle, no, you whatever. give her a so hug right now. Yep. And yep. if, you know, if the kid, you know, is pulling away, you know, it's again, the consent needs to happen at such a young age that they feel comfortable saying no even if it's grandma, even if it's aunt or uncle. Um, and I, and, and I, it makes me happy seeing my granddaughter. She has that autonomy. She knows that, that, that her body is hers and she can say no. If she, if she doesn't want to give me a hug, she doesn't have to, but that makes her feel more comfortable to come to me when she does want one. So it's like, it's one of those things that I would have, I wish I would have had that 
lens when my kids were little. Um, I don't think I pushed things on them too much per se, but it was it's a different lens. And I kind of wish that, that I would have had that as a parent. So yeah. I'm glad this generation does. It's awesome. Well, Annette, let me tell you this. You did the best you could. Exactly. And I know that. And I know that about you, that you continue to do the best you can. I appreciate that. So, you know. So I my parenting look- philosophy really is kind of like, did I carry the ball farther down the field than the previous generation? Because yeah. I know there's, there's no way you're not going to scar your kids. You, just, you do yeah. your best and you hope that you advance the ball. Yeah. And you tease it the ball metaphor, even though I'm not a sports person. Yeah. But. Hey, uh, now for all your sports ball, Annette, Luthie Lyon. And she just looks <laughs> and goes, ah, guys, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. a, a sports thing. Uh and conversely, in a terrible way, uh, piggybacking on that last one, uh, we shared this story about the uh, uh, leader, the former Mormon leader is what this article calls him, uh, the man who taught a primary class at the Utah Congregation of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We talked about this a couple of years ago. Um, he was having sleepovers at his house. Do you remember this? Sean mm, Sund, yeah. age 49. do that, no. Um, he's going to spend 361 days in the Salt Lake County Jail and then undergo four years of probation as part of an agreement with prosecutors. Uh, earlier this year, he pleaded guilty to sex abuse of a child, which is a second degree felony. So that's that just does a, not seem like enough to me. No, it oh, does not. Time. It is not to me either. Um, obviously, he's not going to be um, allowed around kids. He'll have to be on the registry. Um, son, who was not married and did not have children, held sleepovers at his home. Um, and abused the victim multiple times, according to church. Uh, I'm sorry, according to charging documents, he met the victim at a ward where he taught primary class. The charges states, uh, I, and I, 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 I want to delicately um, put this because it's this guy. This is the horrible thing. But also, can we just be done with sleepovers? Can can oh, sleepovers seriously. just be a thing that we? This is just late nights are fine. Don't, yeah. You don't need to... Yep. And even late nights in some instances, right? Like maybe we just, you know, maybe we just don't put people, any people, and I'm, I can expand this out to like, you know, if you're, if you're not uh, married to the person, then maybe you're hanging out with at night and some sort of thing and you think that it's okay, right? Maybe we just, maybe just are, are, are aware that it is in those sort of instances that things like hap- like that happen. And maybe we just at very least be, be careful. Uh, I hope that that I'm not shaming or blaming or anything like that. I think that that individual uh, is horrible. What he did was horrible. Um, but also let's not have sleepovers and especially not with someone in your ward who doesn't have kids that you think that that is okay. Right. I just, yeah. I, I, and I don't know, maybe I would be that trusting. I'm a trusting individual, but I, I think we just need I to I don't be, think you would be on this. See, here's the irony is that so many people go, oh, but he's such a nice guy. She's, yeah, or whoever the person is, male, female. Um, I never would have suspected them. Um, well, that's how someone manages to molest a child is because sure. they, they don't look like a creepy monster. That's yeah. if they did, then they wouldn't succeed. They might, they, that's how the grooming works. They yeah. look sweet and kind and safe. And so you just just avoid the situations it's like wearing a seatbelt, not being paranoid, but just taking precautions. So you never end up in certain situations and neither do your children. Yeah. Uh, how many more stories do you have? Uh, two really quick ones. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I okay. got a couple okay, of quickies so and we'll one, wrap it out. Um, real fast. It, there's a, a, a new clothing company for um, it's for plus size outdoors women 
um, okay. 37 Minutes, founded by a Latter-day Saint woman who um, uh, she met her husband climbing to base count in Mount Everest. She's just this huge outdoors woman, um, also, but very plus-sized, and she, she could beat the crap out of me as far as physical fitness, but uh -huh. she's larger. She, she just inhabits a larger body and could not find outdoor clothing for women who have larger sizes. So she created her own company. So go her. Um, that's called 37 minutes. And then the other one, my other story here was, so cash County attorney, um, has been nominated to the Utah public court. We had a Supreme court nomination that now we have a, a, a vacancy there. There's been six nominees. One of them is John Luthi hmm. of voicemail fame. He created, he's founded voicemail, the acapella group that was around for 20 years in Utah, very famous and popular. He was the vocal percussionist and my cousin. So I wanted to just say congratulations to John being one of the six nominees. The other five are women, which I thought was fascinating. He's the only man nominated this time way, around. For way support. to go. Way to go, go John. So people uh, actually have come to me and said, Luthi. So John Luthi can't possibly be. I'm like, yeah, actually, our dads are brothers. So, yep. yeah. Yes. We used to play together as cousins. So you said 37 Minutes, the clothing company, and my mind immediately went, why is that called that? The joke I wanted to make was because you could only be outdoors for 37 minutes. And I'm glad <laughs> that I didn't because that's not what it means. Oh, you looked it up. Yes. yes. 119 degrees, 37 minutes west is the line of longitude that runs through um, the founder's hometown up into Yosemite and through Eagle Peak, the tallest peaks in the Three Brothers Rock for Formation. 37 minutes is a wink towards Amanda's roots in the great outdoors. How about that? Cool, huh? Yeah. And you can see pictures of her as well. Uh, she's, she's one of the models of, of, the, of the clothing line. So um, anyway, go her. Uh, if you want to be a part of season five of the Book of Mormon Visual Library, you have until Monday, September 26th. You can find a link in the show notes to be able to apply uh, and try and go for that. The Columbia Missionary Training Center, yes, we have one in Columbia, uh, will be closing in January 2023. Uh, missionaries who would have attended the Columbia MTC will attend one of the other nine missionary training centers in the world, but they will be closing that one down. Um, Don Lind, who uh, is a Latter-day Saint, he's an astronaut and scientist, uh, died. This is a couple weeks ago now. Um, he uh, was involved. Uh, he, he did, Don Lynn described the thrill of blasting into orbit and zero gravity with the crew of the Space Shuttle Challenger uh, to conduct a scientific mission called Space Lab 3. Uh, he talked about it in the 1985 General uh, Conference. Um, he was an amazing uh, gentleman. Don Lind, military veteran, pilot, scientist, and astronaut, died of natural causes at the age of 92. So I wanted to share that. I also wanted to share this, and maybe this is where we end. There's a, a new Sandman comic. So Sandman is a, a person that you can follow uh, in, in in the realm. It's in the thing. It's It's in this thing that I don't understand. I just know that it exists, and I know a lot of people care about it. Um, but in the new Sandman series, he takes on, are you ready for this? The, the, uh, the, uh, the enemy of Sandman, the angel Moroni, the uh -uh. angel Moroni is the villain in their first arc. Uh, as the article says, he supposedly appeared to Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism. Um, anyway, so. So is this the same Sandman that began as a 
comic book written by Neil Gaiman? Yes. Was Moroni in the original? I don't think so, but I think as it has gone on, because it's gained popularity and people want more Sandman. It's taking on taking on the angel Moroni. That is crazy. Okay. I hope that they give powers to the angel Moroni, like um, like the trumpet of truth or something like that, right? So I hope he's yeah. not just like, oh yeah, that's a villain and I killed him. I hope it's I hope I hope he gets a fair shake, is all I'm saying. Well, if it's gonna be a good story, he has to have be formidable, or else it's gonna be a boring story, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you know about storytelling? Nothing. Yeah. Maybe you should get back to the conference. Yeah. Maybe learn a thing about storytelling. I'll let you go. Teaching Uh, all about tropes today. They're bad except when they're great. About tropes. 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 Nice. It's gonna be great. When I was uh when I was younger and we used to go to the circus when the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus came to town, I used to ask my mom, I said, Mom, if I'm really good, can I get one of those licorice tropes? And she's like, No. That's too much, and then we'd have to buy one for all of your brothers and sisters. So, I have exactly a exactly what it is. Yeah, I have a history with tropes, but the time I remember getting one, I ate the whole thing really quick, and then I vomited. So, be careful. Their tropes Thank are great, for except it. for when they're not. So, uh, Annette, I hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. I hope that if you are sick or afflicted, that you'll be well and can listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row. Of the Cultural Hall. Hall. You didn't do cake bites and all that. Oh, I'll add that in and I'll put it in later. I'll do it. Sounds good. I'll do it not right (laughs) now, but I'm going to keep all of this. Okay. Keep it. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back.